Jesus came in the appearance as a man to pay the debt that we could never pay for ourselves. And this free gift of God, which came as a result of Jesus's death on the cross, it is a gift that must be received. But the gift itself is free. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Well, all right. We have arrived at the last message from our Be Transform series. This year we've been going through the book of Romans and... We actually accomplished getting through all 16 chapters of Romans about a month ago. And then I have, this will be the third topical message that I've pulled from the book of Romans. There have been times where I've done teaching through a certain book of the Bible and then do a one-week review. But this time I really wanted to spend a little more time in the Word of God. And so we're going to be looking at... A topical study talking about the glorious liberty of Christ. In John 8:36, Jesus said, Therefore, if the Son has set you free, you shall be free indeed. And years before the Apostle John recorded the words of Jesus saying, If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The Apostle Paul, he wrote about the glorious liberty of the children of God. And we're going to be looking at this glorious liberty of Christ here in a message today from the book of Romans, but it may surprise you that he only used the word liberty, translated as liberty for us in the epistle of Romans only once. I could have, and I have uh, several years ago, I did a message by a similar title of this based off that one verse. But as I was thinking about liberty, what it means to have liberty I looked up other words in the book of Romans that could help us get a bigger understanding of this. And I discovered that Paul would write about what it means to be free or to be freed, delivered or to deliver. And so we're going to do a word study through the book of Romans today, looking at these words and that of free, freed, deliver, delivered and liberty and going to I think, get a greater understanding of the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus said, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And I have observed 
in the church for years that there are a number of people who are believers in Jesus Christ, but they conduct themselves as if they are still in bondage. They are without the freedom that God and Christ has afforded us. And he has brought us into this place of glorious liberty. And I want us to discover that liberty today. And so I titled this message, The Glorious Liberty of Christ. I have four points in the message. We will see the glorious liberty of Christ is free. Second, we will see the glorious liberty of Christ sets us free. Third, the glorious liberty of Christ delivers. And finally, the glorious liberty of Christ is for God's children. And so I'm going to go ahead and just read Romans 5.15 to kind of introduce our teaching today, talking about the freedom that is given to us and the free gift that God has presented to us. In Romans 5.15, I'll read this verse and open us in prayer. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And Father, I just pray that you would be with us now, Lord. Open our hearts to receive that which you would have for us this day. Lord, we're looking at this subject of the freedom that you have given us through your work on the cross. The liberty, Lord, that has been afforded to us. Our deliverance, Lord, from the sins of this world into that place of freedom and glorious liberty. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to discover these truths today. And forgive us, Lord, if we conduct ourselves at times as if we are still living in bondage, in the bondage of this world and the sins of this world. Help us, Lord, to walk in the freedom that you have provided for us. I pray, Lord, this day, in the name of Jesus, amen. So first, we want to see that the glorious liberty of Christ is free. And Paul says so there in Romans 5.15, but the free gift is not like the offense. Now, referring to the offense, he's referring to Adam and Eve there in the Garden of Gethsemane when they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, when they ate of that fruit, their descendants after them, you and I, we have fell into the bondage of their sin. But the free gift is not like the offense. The offense itself was forced upon us. We had no choice in this issue. We have been birthed with a sin nature because of the fall of mankind. But the Lord is presenting the free gift that frees us from the penalty or the, the cost of that sin. This free gift, it's charisma is the Greek word that's translated as free gift here, and it involves a gift of grace or a gift involving grace. And so the intent of this word, charisma, grace is kind of uh, married in with this thought, the free gift, the free gift of grace, we could say. It's a favor that one receives without any merit of his own. We didn't work for this gift uh, if it's a gift, we understand that, right? A gift is a gift. If you work for a gift, then you've earned the wages. 
And this is a free gift of God's grace toward us. And it is available to us because of the cost that Jesus paid upon the cross. He paid the penalty of our sins that resulted from the fall. In Hebrews 2.9, it tells us, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. And Jesus died that he might freely give us life, but it only comes through faith in him that we are able to receive this free gift of God's grace. And also we discover here in Romans 5 verse 16 that this free gift brings justification. Romans 5 16 says, The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. The one who sinned, that of Adam, we have been given this gift, whether we like it or not, the gift of sin and condemnation because of the fall of Adam and Eve there in the garden. In Galatians 3.10, it tells us, for as many as were of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which were written in the book of the law to do them. Cursed is everyone. We fell under the curse because of the results of Adam and Eve and the fall in the Garden of Eden. But from Jesus comes the free gift of grace and justification. From Adam, we have the free gift of sin and condemnation. From Jesus, the free gift of grace and justification. I like the gift that Jesus offers so much better. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord, God the Father, laid upon him, Jesus Christ the Son, the iniquities, our iniquities, upon Jesus. In Romans 4, we learn that Abraham was justified by faith, by his belief in the word of God, 430 years before the law ever existed. And we also learn of David, who also found that he was justified by his faith in God some 450 years after the law was given. Paul used these men of faith to show that our own justification before God does not come by works. No, our justification, a word that could mean just as if we have never sinned, our justification comes by faith in the work of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father. It's the work of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's always been about him. As we continue in Romans 5.8, we find that this free gift also brings life. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Adam's offense 
brought God's judgment and condemnation upon all his descendants. And that means every single one of us. And Paul reiterates this in Romans 5.19 by comparing Adam's disobedience to Jesus's obedience. In Romans 5.19, he says, For as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Also, by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. By Adam's disobedience, many or all were made sinners. And this is the condition of mankind. One of our memory verses earlier in this year, Romans 3.23, for all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But in contrast to this, Jesus' righteous act made the free gift of salvation. It is available to everyone, which results in justification of life. Many, that is all those who believe in Jesus, will be made righteous. And we find this justification of life. In Isaiah 53, 11, the word tells us, He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus Christ, he'll see the labor of his soul and he'll be satisfied as we come to faith in Jesus Christ. He is satisfied with the work that he has made available to us and for us in our lives because he justifies many because he bore our sins, our iniquities there upon the cross. And it's through Jesus's obedience that many will be made righteous. His obedience, it refers to that, again, the work of the cross itself in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, a very familiar passage to us here at Calvary Chapel of Lake Villa, which tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death, on the cross, Jesus humbled himself by setting aside his deity to come in the likeness of men. He showed true obedience to his father through his death on the cross. As it tells us again in Hebrews 5, 8, though he was the son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Romans 5, 9 and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Jesus came in the appearance as a man to pay the debt that we could never pay for ourselves. And this free gift of God, which came as a result of Jesus's death on the cross, it is a gift that must be received. But the gift itself is free. Secondly, we find that the glorious liberty of Christ, it sets us free. Now, the gift itself, it's a free gift. But once we receive that gift, we discover that we have been set free. This brings us to Romans chapter 6, verse 18. We're going to begin there. In Romans 6, 18, it says, And having been set free from sin, 
you become slaves of righteousness. Being freed from sin does not mean that we are without sin, but that we have this change in priority. Prior to coming to faith in Jesus Christ, our focus was upon ourselves and upon the things of this world. But now, as believers in Jesus Christ, we are to have a focus upon Christ and the things of God. In Galatians 5.13, the word tells us, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. You know, we live in a self-serving society, which we were once all part of. And sadly, there are many within the church that still live by the self-serving nature. But now that we have been set free, we are to serve Jesus in righteousness and also to serve others. We are to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are to serve those who do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We are to serve others. We have been set free from sin that we might become slaves of righteousness to be servants to others. I've noticed those who have servants' hearts, and it's a blessing to see. I've also seen those who have servants' hearts fall back into, you know, stepping away from Christ and falling back into that self-serving mode in their life. And it's horrific to watch. You know, we do better when we serve others than when we attempt to simply serve ourselves. But sadly, we live in a society that's all about self. And so it is a retraining of the mind, but also of the spirit of God in us. We've been set free that we should have fruit unto holiness. And again, we pick up in Romans 6, verses 20 through 23. It says, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and in the end everlasting life. And then it says, for the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are all slaves to something. We are either slaves of sin or slaves of God. And those who are slaves of sin ultimately will find shame and death. But those who are slaves of God, they discover that they will have righteousness and holiness. And in the end, everlasting life. Slavery to sin or slavery to God, they're two mutually exclusive things. We can only be slaves of one or the other. Jesus said so in Matthew 6, 24, saying, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. But this wages of sin... When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they, along with creation, they were subjected to futility, the bondage of corruption, according to 
Genesis 3.13. By eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their sin, it has set the stage for today's present sufferings. In Romans 5.12, we read, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all sinned. The word tells us that sin produced death. It has us looking back to Adam and Eve eating of that fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When God said there in Genesis 2.17 that you shall not eat it, for in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Sin produced death in time past. But sin also produces death present. As in James 1, 14 and 15, it tells us, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The Bible refers to the offerings that were given in the Old Testament it refers to these offerings that they were to be without spots or without blemish. And we all have our spots. We all have our blemishes. And those spots speak about that inherent sin nature that we have received from Adam and Eve. But those blemishes speak about those sins that we have personally committed against the Lord. Without the covering of Jesus Christ, without his blood, sin produces death. But thankfully, the word tells us in 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. For he who has died spiritually, according to Romans 6, 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. That the blood of Jesus Christ sets us free. We have been freed from sin. And although the wages of sin is death, Paul teaches that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made us free from the law of sin and death. So we have been set free because of the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. And so we have seen that the glorious liberty of Christ, it's free. This liberty is free. It's available to us free. Secondly, the glorious liberty of Christ sets us free. It's the work that it does in our lives. We've learned today that this glorious liberty, that it is free. It's a free gift that the Lord Jesus had made available to us through his work on the cross, but it must be received. This glorious liberty of Christ, it sets us free. Not only is the gift free, once we receive the gift, we discover that we have been set free, set free because of the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. This glorious liberty of Christ also delivers First, we learn that Jesus Christ himself was delivered up for our sins. But because of that, he also delivers us from our sins, the effects of the law, that we might be able to bear fruit unto God. And finally, the glorious liberty of Christ. It is for the children of God. This glorious liberty, it, it comes to those who place their faith in Jesus Christ. And it will not come to those who place their faith in anyone or anything other than Christ. This glorious liberty only comes to those who believe in Jesus. It is my hope 
that you know Jesus as your Savior today. If not, know that you can come into this place of liberty that can be found in Christ Jesus our Lord. But if you are a believer today and you feel as if you're still under bondage, bondage of sin and bondage of this world, know that Jesus Christ has set you free. So walk in the liberty that he has given you. As we close out the worship team coming forward, Pastor Kevin will be down front for prayer. And may I remind you that we have these beautiful prayer benches now here in the front of the church. They are not meant simply to be furniture to look at and to say, oh, nice. As I showed someone a picture of our sanctuary today, and that was his comment. I showed him this week, but that was his comment. He looked at the sanctuary, new chairs, new carpet, new prayer benches. Oh, nice. May I remind you that the benches are here for prayer. And so if you have a prayer need, please come forward and pour your heart out to God today. Father, thank you for your word and for what it teaches us. And Lord, help us to walk in your liberty. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you as you worship him today.